You're listening to the Up North Pewcast. Whoa, I smell barbecue. If it's about barbecue in the Upper Midwest, we're talking about it. Welcome to the Up North Pewcast. I'm Tori G, and I got Matt V with me today. How's it going, Tori? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Tell you what, man, we've got uh, this spring coming up. We've got uh, quite a bit going on. What do you think? We do. We do. Actually, tomorrow's going to be a big day for us, isn't it? It is. Minnesota in May. It is. Yeah, Minnesota in May. Um, we are, we're business sponsors now of the yeah. Minnesota Barbecue Society. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Should be a good time. Yeah, we're going to have a tent set up at the, at the event. You know, they're going to put us close to the teams so we mm-hmm. can get some really good podcasting in that day absolutely you know and, and if you guys want anybody want to uh come on the show just uh stop by the tent we'll be more than happy to talk to you yeah if you see it says um on the air you know just give us a second but um no you can you can pop your head in and and say hello to us even when we're recording it's not a big deal sure yeah that should be fun yeah saturday the 25th in farmington minnesota we are going to be organizing and sponsoring the due days rib contest um it's going to be it's a backyard contest, uh, KCBS rules, mm-hmm. I guess you can say we're going to follow. Yep. Um, if you're interested to look it up and get some information, you can go to farmingtondudays.com. And uh, it'll sh- eventually the rules will be up there and the, uh, the sheets to print off and send in you know, with, your, with your entry fee. So we're, we're very excited to do that. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, we got quite a few uh, entries still open. So, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, doing this one. This will be my first time uh, organizing one. So. Mine as well, yeah. And we're hoping if if this goes well, we're we're thinking about doing another one in the fall. So um, we we want to start uh, organizing and and doing some cookoffs here in, in the Farmington area. Well, Tori, I'm excited to be talking with Frank Davis from Big Papa's Barbecue. Um, Frank Davis has been involved in the food industry for much of his life. He was a restaurant manager. He was a food service director for the Georgia Department of Corrections, and he actually had his own restaurant for a while. Really? Yeah. Um, he first tried competition barbecue cooking when he was still in, living in Georgia, and he just loved it. Uh, he really enjoyed it right away. Uh, Frank and his family moved to Arkansas several years later, and he put his competition cooking on hold, but he always longed to kind of get out there and cook some more again. One day, about a year and a half ago, um, a Facebook friend named Matthew Van Voltenberg, I wonder who that is, uh, suggested that he should go check out the SCA Facebook page. And the rest is history, as they say. You have to ask him about that. Yeah. Frank has been competing as Big Papa's Barbecue in the SCA since uh, September of 2020. He's won several contests, and he's placed in the top 10 on multiple occasions. Big Papa's Barbecue uh, competed in the World Finals in Fort Worth, Texas. Wow. Yeah. Uh, In March, uh, and finished 25th overall in the world. So he's a 25th, uh, yeah, 25th out of, what do you say, 400 teams? Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think E-Rock won something in that one, too. Um, This is the SCA. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. that was the SCA. Okay, yep. yeah. He was I think E-Rock one. did well. Um, he was in Fort Worth as well. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yep. And he has already qualified uh, for next year's World Finals. Nice. So early in the year here, he's done well. Wow. So it's a pretty cool story, and... and you know, I haven't talked to Frank for a while. I'm really interested to, to talk with him again, and, and I really can't wait to hear more from Big Papa Frank Davis. So, Big Papa's barbecue. Yeah, so everybody uh, stay tuned. Let's uh, come up next. All right, we're here with Frank Davis from Big Papa's Barbecue. Hey, Frank, how's it going down there in Arkansas? 
Oh, it's going well. How are y'all up north there? We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, we're we're um we're warming up finally. What's it like down there? Uh, it's past warm down here. It was ninety two <laughs> degrees today. So uh, yeah, it's past warm. Yeah, we're we're pushing about eighty degrees. We'll take it. Yeah, man, it's been a long winter, so I'm I'm ready. We're good. Well, yeah. we we went from seventy five degrees last week, and then it was just like flipped a switch and went from 75 to 90 so okay well you can have it <laughs> yeah i like it terry tori likes the heat so oh yeah all right well we we talked about you in the intro it was it was pretty cool to hear about um about what you have going on um and i didn't realize that i was a part of you know getting you uh, interested in the sca can you tell me tell us about that yeah, well, you know, me and you had been talking back and forth about your uh, about your spices, the butter and spice company, and uh, we had talked about that. And I was talking about wanting to get back into uh, competition cooking that I would miss that. And you, you told me, hey, we'll go check out this page, it's, uh, uh, the SCA, the State Cookoff Association. So uh, I went and checked out the page, and like I say, the rest is history. Uh, and it wasn't probably a month after that that I started competing, and and hadn't looked back since then. Wow. How many comps have you done so far? Do you think uh, since since you started out? Uh, well, uh, I started in September of 2020, and I didn't I didn't compete in but about 12 comps before the end of the year that year. Then last year, um, but for the whole year, I did 40 comps. Wow! But, you know that's that's including you know a lot of times you'll cook a double in a day. You know there'll be two competitions mm-hmm. in one day. So I didn't go to 40 different. 40 different places a lot of times they'll have like one competition on a friday and then two competitions on a saturday so you get three competitions in in a two-day span at one place so so you're but yeah so uh, you're you're spending money on three different entries and you just you're cooking three different uh, Mm -hmm. days and times well that's that sounds like fun there's people that uh there was a couple uh there's several people in that that cooked over a hundred competitions last year wow so it, it, when you my say 40 seems like nothing so. when you when you say that it seems like we got to make 100 <clears throat> trips but that's not true it's you know they're right. all consolidated which which i think is awesome that's it gives you a lot better shot of making it to the finals i would say it does mm-hmm. and saves you money you know you don't you're not having to ride around all over the the place to to cook that many competitions uh so for sure so how far have you traveled to uh do a sca how far away have you gone yeah that's a great question. The, the farthest I've been for a competition was Sims, Alabama, just outside of Mobile, and it was about eight hours from the house. Okay. Was that? Um, a- I try to stay. I try to stay around four to four and a half hours, no more than four and a half hours, if I if I can. Mm-hmm. That's a long drive, <laughs> eight hour drive. Yes, it was. It was. Now it was a two day competition. It was a Friday and a Saturday. Okay. Um, so I, it was three competitions rolled into one, plus the uh, ancillary. So I got a lot done in those two days, but uh, it was a long drive. Okay, nice, nice. And I ended up winning that competition on the Friday night. Matter of fact, did. I was just going to ask yeah. you, how'd you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I ended up winning that competition on Friday night, and then Saturday didn't do as well. But uh, I didn't stink up the place either. I think I came in twelfth, and then uh, I came in eighth place in the ancillary. It was Bloody Mary, and I don't even drink, so. <laughs> I I just put something together and turned it in. So, so did you do something different? <laughs> different than the second day from the first? What did you turn the same steak, or was it just? Do you think the steak is what you know docked your that, points the second day? Do you think, or what was the difference? 
Well, that's the thing is sometimes you can turn a steak in that's exactly the same. You put the exact same uh, seasoning on it. You cook it the same way. You can finish first one day and 20th the next day. It, um, I guess it's subjective to the judges. And then, of course, there's other factors. You know, if you don't get the, the temperature just right, um, you know, that counts off. And usually if the doneness is not right, then that uh, affects the taste and it affects the uh the texture of the steak also gotcha wow okay so all right so let's uh let's change gears here uh why is your team called big poppers and and are you a one-man show or you got help or what you got going on well we're, i'm big papa's barbecue because uh that's what my grandkids call me is big papa so <laughs> okay um we we just uh just named my team after after that because they called me Big Papa so we just said well Big Papa's barbecue is the best thing to do. Okay. And for for the most part I'm a one man one man band now. Uh, my wife and my son do go with me um, from time to time and they're a big help when they do. But uh, I would say probably sixty five seventy percent of the time I'm I'm by myself and then the other time uh, my wife or my son come with me and and kind of help out and it's a lot of fun when they do that. Well, the nice thing about SCAs is is you can actually uh, probably pull it off a little bit easier by yourself because, you know, you go to a KCBS, it's a lot more, a lot more involved. So exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay, it uh, does get does get a little tedious though when you're doing two stakes and a ancillary, you know, sometimes two ancillary competitions all in the same day, and getting the timeline set up and and uh, it does get a little stressful when you're by yourself sometimes. I can see that. I've, I've been to one of them, and it, it does get stressful. It's, it's, it's the time the time zones are tight. So <laughs> exactly, yeah, you got to turn they in, are. turn in quickly one one after they the other. Are. So what what type of cooks did you do back in Georgia? Is it just uh, SCAs or is it barbecue in both? I actually didn't didn't even know about the SCA when I was back in Georgia. Uh, I cooked uh, a, a little bit in the. Uh, the GBA, the Georgia Barbecue Association, and the FBA, the Florida Barbecue Association, um, did some comps there. I didn't do I didn't do a lot. I did a few here and there. I uh, had a real good friend in Georgia that had a big trailer, and um, he kind of got me into the cooking. Mm-hmm. So went and kind of teamed up with him, and we did a little cooking here and there. But got to cook against some uh, some big name people. Uh, got to cook right next to Myron Mixon, okay. and uh, and right next to. Uh, Mo Kason, sure, and uh, you know, just just some got to cook against some some big name uh, people that you see on on the TV all the time. So that must have been a lot of kinda, kinda a lot nice. of fun. Yeah. I bet I would have had a blast doing that oh, yeah. with those guys. <laughs> Myron's was, a, he's a great. character, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He Probably is now been focused. You know, uh, on the TV, he there there you have the persona that he gives gives off. And he's he's kind of like that, but he's not quite as bad as he he puts on on the TV. Uh, okay. But he he does he does have a little uh, um, little mouth on him sometimes. Yeah, he seems, but, uh, he's, he's a nice guy. He seems kind of kind of cocky on TV, but he, no, he's, I bet he's really yeah. cool, really nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. What's the flavor profile like in Georgia, though? I mean, what's the big difference here in Minnesota? Uh, it's more it's really sweet when it comes to ribs. Um, can you tell us what the difference is, maybe, with Georgia? Um, and the flavor profiles uh, down there. The Georgia uh, is vinegar based a lot. Um, they uh, kind of them and, and the Carolinas are kind of close uh, in in flavor profile. A lot of vinegar based. But when it comes to ribs, we do you know a little bit of sweet, you know a little bit more sweet on the on the ribs. 
But as far as like the pulled pork and uh, the brisket and everything, it's more of a vinegar based. Well, that's a question Tori was going to ask. He he's heard of Georgia pulled pork and how good it is, and he was just wondering, you know, what what the big difference is. I guess I guess it's they add a little sweetness to it, is what you said. Oh, vinegar. Oh, vinegar. Okay, vinegar too. Yeah, on the pulled pork is more vinegar. Gotcha. Uh, there in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, my sauce that I would do. That, the traditional uh, Carolina and Georgia vinegar sauce is nothing but vinegar, lemon juice, butter, and red pepper flakes, a little salt and pepper. Okay. I mean, that's it. Okay. But, I mean, I would put, you know, more stuff in there, and I would put a little bit of, a little bit of sweet in there. But, uh, but the traditional is just plain apple cider vinegar, butter, lemon juice, uh, salt, pepper, and pepper flakes. And you boil it down until, you know, you kind of get a little bit of the playing out of it. But uh, that's all they do in a traditional uh, vinegar base. Interesting. Or vinegar sauce, yeah. Is that popular uh, in, in Arkansas, or do they, do they have their own style? Arkansas is more, uh, more close, I guess they're closer to Kansas City, uh, more of a sweet uh, tomato-based um, type of, of flavor profile. Okay. Uh, when I first when I first moved out here, it was kind of hard to get used to because uh, it, it wasn't what I was used to. And um, something they do here in Arkansas, and I, I found out they do it in a lot of places that they didn't in Georgia, is to put slaw on your pulled pork sandwiches. We like that up yeah, here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, <laughs> Tony yeah. does that when he does some uh, some catering. Yeah. He likes to put a little slaw on top. That's the way to go. Good stuff. Yeah, we we didn't do that in Georgia. When I came out here, I thought it was you know it was foreign to me. I was like, what in the world are they doing? It, it, it was heresy or something. <laughs> so what are you doing? That's right. Good stuff. So uh, tell us some. Um, since you're in the SCAs now, what's the biggest difference that you see uh, in your perspective moving from you know doing like rib cookoffs and so on to doing SCA cookoffs? I think the biggest thing, and I think the best thing, the difference is uh, with the SCA, um, the meats provided. You know, you, when you pay your registration fee, um, they buy, they provide the steaks. So everybody starts off on a level playing field. Because um, a lot of times when I'd go and cook, I told you I was cooking with a lot of the big names. Mm-hmm. Well, they're cooking $400, you know, A5 Wagyu briskets. And I'm cooking a $70 brisket from <laughs> Sam's Club, you know. <laughs> and so I'm already behind the eight ball before I ever get started. But with uh, SEA, it's... You know, everybody, as long as everybody's following the rules, everybody's cooking the, the same steaks. They you better, all come from the same, you know, so. You better go really slow and low with that one, right? <laughs> up against everything that's, else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. And then um, another thing that's real good, too, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, is it's a real easy, you know, it's a cook and, and, and a clean up and go home. Where with the barbecue, you know, you come in on a Thursday night or a Friday and stay until Sunday <clears throat> and you're staying up all night and it's an all night cook. You know, you're, you're staying up with your brisket and your, your, uh, pulled pork barbecue and you're staying up, you know, pulling an all night deal where with a steak is five or six hours and you're done and you're headed home. Yeah. I noticed that when we, we, uh, were at a competition here, uh, last year and at podcasting from it and we noticed it's more of a meticulous cooking. It's, um, it's you're in and you're out. So, I could. I think I could get into that. I know Tori was considering maybe entering one sometime, but 
you know, we'll, we'll get to how he cooks later. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it's 150. They've gone up a little bit now because of price of steaks, but it's usually somewhere between 150 to 175 dollars for the entry fee, mm-hmm. and that includes two steaks. You get a practice steak and your turn-in steak, and you know that's that's the cost of the. You know, if you're not cooking, you know, anything else, that that's the cost of the. You know, your registration is of 150 to 175 dollars. And, and and you get meat and, meat as well. That's that's awesome. Right. Yeah. So, so right. I, yeah. I didn't know you got a practice steak. I, didn't, I guess did they do that last time? I think so. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. Get, a, get a practice yep. steak as well. That's okay. nice. You choose you choose two steaks every time, and, and you you turn in one. I'm yeah. I, I myself, and I'm I guess I'm probably uh, the redheaded stepchild. I, I'm I'm sure there's other people that do it, but I don't cook a practice steak. Um, I started, I started off cooking practice steaks when I first started mm-hmm. and I'd cook the practice steak and then I would second guess everything that I did and I'd end up messing up my turn in steak. And so I just quit cooking a practice steak. And when I did, I started doing a lot better. And then you would just cook the, the, the practice steak second and then eat it. Right. <laughs> and then just, I, en- and then enjoy it. I put it in a Ziploc bag, throw it in the cooler and bring it home. And I usually make uh steak and eggs or, uh, breakfast burrito or something like that the there next you day. go awesome i like it <clears throat> well I, I also know you you've done some ancillary cooking in the seas like you said um how'd you do in those and what did you cook oh uh, well i've i did pretty well um i wouldn't say I, I was i was great at it but uh i finished last year at the end of the year i was 30th in the country wow. um in ancillary out of about 500 cooks all together um and, you know, with ancillary, it could be anything. Um, the promoter chooses whatever it is. So sometimes it's um, hamburgers, sometimes it's hot dogs, sometimes it's chicken wings. It could be ribs. It could be, you know, it could be anything. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, any kind of dessert. We did one this past weekend um, up in Dyersburg, Tennessee. And it was a, a company that has it's a sauce company called Devil Eye. And they do like mustards and they do barbecue sauce and, you know, a lot of different uh, sauces. Mm-hmm. And that was the ancillary. You had to do something using one of their sauces. They they provided the sauce. You went in and picked something and you made something with it, one of their sauces. That'd so, be fun. It, yeah. it's something different. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I ended up doing barbecue meatballs. Oh, very good. <clears throat> Can't go wrong there. Ooh, I love meatballs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also know that you used to use my Butter and Spice Co. a little bit. Uh, uh, you've done some YouTube videos, and you, you kind of started out with my stuff. Um, what do you use now to season your steaks? That's good stuff, too. Well, thanks. Yeah, the butter, and the, first of all, the Butter and Spice is, is awesome stuff. We still use it at home a lot. Um, and the only reason I'm not using it uh, with the SCA is it's something that I like, but it's something that the judges didn't. It's got that, it's got the pepper uh the pepper flavor on the back end, you know, okay. when, you, when you first try it, you, you got the good flavor, but then it's got that pepper kick on the back end. And I was getting marked down on the overall impression on my steak because they got that pepper kick. And a lot of the judges don't like that pepper kick, but, uh, it was good stuff. And, uh, I really appreciated, uh, the support from you. And, and other than that, I probably would have still been using it. No, but, thanks. For, thanks for saying that. I might have to, uh, once I get back selling again, <clears throat> I might have to come up with, with a competition blend that uh, doesn't have as much pepper in it. So um, that's great feedback. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving it a try out there because um, I, I love, I love my products and, and, and thanks for still using them. So, so yeah, I, I really enjoy them. Yeah. 
Besides the pepper feedback, how well did you do with the uh, butter and spice coat in your competition? Well, a, a perfect taste score is fifty four point five. And when we when I first came in a year and a half ago, that I, uh, the the scores have gone crazy in the SCA now. But when I first came in uh, a year and a half ago, you know, everybody told me if you score fifty or above and and taste, then don't change anything. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the first several months, uh, when I was using the butter and spice, I was scoring in the 50s. I was scoring, you know, uh, mid 50s, the 51, you know, 50.5 to 51.5, somewhere in there, pretty steady. But it was on the overall impression where I was getting, you know, a a perfect overall impression is a 50. Mm -hmm. And I'd have good scores across the board. And then I'd have like a 47 an overall impression. Hmm, interesting. And so I started yeah. talking to some of the judges and I was like, why am I getting good scores everywhere else? And then the overall impression is, is this. And they started explaining to me, Hey, the overall impression is where they can, uh, I guess you, they can make up for something, you know, they, they taste it and they go, Oh, that's great taste. But then there's an aftertaste of gotcha. some sort mm-hmm. or they put it in their mouth and they start chewing and they go, Oh, that texture's wonderful and they they write down a good texture score well then they get into something that's not they're able to adjust with the overall impression score that's and what what i was getting was it was probably something in the flavor that was was knocking my score down well when i started letting other people taste it and say hey listen tell me what you think just about everybody was saying tastes good but it's got a real strong pepper kick Gotcha. On the back yep. end. Well. And so that's that, that's kind of what I figured it was. But uh, like I said, I love the pepper. So that wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal for me. So, Right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did, guess I didn't. Well, there's lots yeah. of different palettes out there, all these different judges. And, and you know, if, if, if it didn't work for you, I understand. And it's going to make me want to, to adjust things in the future. So, like I said, thank you again for, for using my stuff and giving it a try. Well, I appreciate you uh, sending it to me to let me try it. You bet. So, hey Frank, um, uh, hey Frank, uh, tell me, tell us about your uh, your cooker. I mean, is it the same for your steaks and barbecue, or you got you use something different for both? Now, now it's it's totally different if I'm doing a barbecue uh, competition because the the cooker that I use for steaks is uh, you know basically just a hot and fast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm cranking it up to, I'm getting the grill grates up to about 550 degrees um, to do a hot and fast cook with the steak. So if I'm doing, like, even if there's like a rib ancillary or something like that, I always use, uh, I've got several different smokers that I use, but my favorite one here lately is a red box. It's called a red box smoker. Mm. Um, and it's uh, put out by a sweet swine of mine. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Mark Lambert, Sweet Swine of Mine. I have. He's yep. one. Yeah. He's got, uh, he's there in Bahalia, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And he actually bought the rights from Backwoods Smokers. It's a little, it, they used to call it a chubby, a Backwoods Chubby. It's a little small uh, Backwoods Smoker. It's a, a reverse flow uh, smoker. I actually have But one it's of those. small enough. Yeah, it's small enough to you know throw in the back of your your vehicle if you're going off, and that's what I that's what I've been using mostly for the ribs and stuff that I've that I cook for the ancillary is is the the red box smoker. Hmm, interesting because Tori uses his mostly for pulled pork, don't you? Right, right. Yeah, they're they're nice mm-hmm. smokers though. For you sure. know, we did see that I red love box. Them. 
The Red Box? Yeah, we were up in uh, in um, Brainerd. Okay, interesting. We've seen it. Yeah. So yeah, so they're out there. That's great. Yeah, well, it's interesting to see what you use, and you're a brand ambassador, or you have sponsorships as well. I know you have something going on there. I, I do have quite a few, and I'm very blessed to have them. Um, the my cooker that I use, the grill that I use to cook steaks, is uh, it's a newer grill. It's only been out for uh, about two years now. It's called the Trouble Fire Grill. Okay. And it is uh it's kind of a hybrid grill. You'll have to go and look it up to to really get the 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 picture of it on at uh at uh tribalfire.com, but it's got a ring around the outside that is like a flat griddle mm-hmm. where you can cook, you know, anything that you cook on a blackstone flat griddle. The ring outside is just like a a blackstone, and then in the middle, it's got different attachments that you can use and you can put a grill in there uh, i have a wok that goes in there so i do a lot of frying with my wok and uh, stir fry um it's got a lot of different uh it's probably one of the most versatile grills i've ever used and it's one of my favorite grills that i've ever used uh there for a long time that's all i was cooking on at all even for the ancillary okay. i was cooking everything on on the tribal fire okay but then i got more into the the ribs and everything and started doing smoker but the tribal fire is a is a great cooker and they just came out with a mini version i call mine the tiny t but it is a more portable um version as a matter of fact this past weekend my my van i use a uh i've got a honda odyssey that i travel and and cook out of Mm -hmm. and the serpentine belt broke on it like right before we were leaving to go to dyersburg this weekend and because i had the the tiny t we threw everything in the back of my cadillac (laughs) <laughs> and I cooked out of my Cadillac this this weekend in Dyersburg, but oh. uh, so it, it's it's very very portable and it, it's a nice addition to have, and it's a lot easier to carry around uh, for the competitions. We'll have to look into that <clears throat> that uh, smoker, that cooker. I I haven't personally seen one up here, well, like at PKs or something like that. Yeah, we'll have to see. They, uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I'm interested to find out about the travel fire grill. So travel fire grill. Yeah, go on online, and if you decide you want one, use Big Papa. Uh, as a as a code and it'll give you a good discount awesome there you go good to know <clears throat> and also- then uh i do have uh you were asking earlier about what i used on my steaks now that the um i've got sponsorships for for uh you know rubs too and i use uh db 180 uh will collier uh mm-hmm. came out with it a couple of years ago uh very popular on uh in the sca and in barbecue uh competitions and I use a, a lot of his. He just came out with some new ones. He, he brought them out at Worlds uh, in Fort Worth in um, March. And it's a spicy garlic and a sizzling steak that I've started using. And since I've u- started using that, that's where I've scored the 253.2, um, the 253.4. Um, so my taste scores have gone, you know, real high. I've, I've been getting 52s and 53s in taste since I've started using those. And then I also use one that's called Big D's Q. Hmm. And they have uh, several different flavors. Uh, the one I use for the steak is called Steak Out. Um, but they have different flavors that I use a lot in my ancillaries uh, that they have for others. Uh, um, they have a hurricane rib rub. Um, and those are made by Danny Montgomery. You might have heard of him, too. He's a, a big-time barbecue cook, a world champion uh, cook in Memphis in Memphis May. Um, but they, that's who makes those. And then, um, 
I've got charcoal sponsors with uh, Papa's uh, Grilling Products. They're actually stationed here uh, in Arkansas. And they make a lot of other charcoal brands that you see with another name brand on them. Um, but they also have their own house brand that they do. Um, and so use those. And then uh, if you've ever heard of Gunnar Wilhelm Knives. Yes, we have. Um, I'm sponsored by Gunnar Wilhelm um, for the knives. And then uh, Hound, Hound Hogs Barbecue Supply. All these great rubs that I was just calling out, you can order from there okay. um, at Hound Hogs Barbecue Supply. That's some good stuff. Yeah, it's great that you have a lot of great companies help helping you out, uh, you know, with your competitions, and um, you give them some great exposure as well. So it does. It, it it's great for me, and uh, I hope I, I hope I do uh, good for them too with exposure for them too. So absolutely. Hey, tell me, uh, what are just tell me a few different tips that uh, that you can maybe give my friend Tori over here uh, how to cook a how to cook a really good winning. SCA steak. He's going there. <laughs> We're going to go right. there. Just give okay. us a quick tip or two. Well, um, first of all, with the flavors, we were talking about the flavors earlier. You don't want any flavor to stick out, okay. if that makes sense. You want a neutral. You want everything to be there, but you don't want anything to be overpowering. Um, you want your salt. You want your pepper. You want everything, but you want it to be a neutral flavor. You don't want anything to be overpowering. And you also have to remember, it's kind of like with barbecue. Um, the judges are taking a bite of your steak that's about the size of your fingernail. And they're judging you off of that. So you need to make sure that you have plenty of flavor in that little bitty bite. Gotcha. Um, but look for something with very balanced. You want a balanced flavor. You don't want anything to be offensive um, when, when, they, when they bite it. And then the second most important thing... Um, is steak selection. Learn how to pick a steak that is going to, uh, you're going to be able to get good grill marks on and that you're going to be able to get a good texture, um, with, and without show it without, without having, uh, steaks in front of you, it's hard to explain, but, uh, that's one of the things that, um, can either make or break you. You can, you can be the best cook in the world. If you don't pick the right steak, uh, you're going to be in trouble. How about getting it to the right temperature? I mean, is it, um, do you use a thermal pen? Uh, what do you do, you know, to try to get that? I is use, it by feel? By... I use a uh, Thermalworks dot. Okay. Um, it's a little, it's a cord, you know, it, it's not a cordless or anything. A lot of people are going to uh, Bluetooth and cordless, but um, I, I'm, I guess I'm old school. I don't know. But uh, I use a, a Thermalworks dot and okay. um I just kind of put it in right in the middle. I measure to where I know that they're going to be cutting and judging the doneness. I kind of put the, the probe right where that's going to be judged. And that's, that's how I get my temperature. Because they <clears> cut <throat> the steak in a certain spot, like the, almost in half, don't they? Um, mm -hmm. Like right down in half, the spinalis is on one side, and then they just kind of cut down the, down the middle. Right. They cut down the middle on, uh, on an angle. And the top part is what they judge you on appearance and they pick up that top part and that's what they judge you on doneness also they look at the the part that they cut across there they they judge the doneness and then the that upper part they is where they give you uh your appearance score and then on the bottom part where the spinalis is that's where they're going to get uh 
they're going to cut a bite out and and try a bite. That's where you get your taste and your uh, texture scores from. So if Tori was to go and enter a contest and he was to turn in a well-done steak like he loves, he's a well-done guy. <laughs> he, I, he does not like uh, – Anything undercooked. I so, knew he was going to go there. <laughs> so uh, you don't suggest that he turns that in, right? Uh, <laughs> Not if he wants to do well. No. Uh, I had to, Tori. They, <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. Um, the requirements for uh, a SEA steak is medium. Okay. okay. Um, they, uh, they have a chart. They actually have a picture chart, and it's got steaks stacked up, and it has uh, – the different, you know, donenesses mm-hmm. and eat the judge's table has that chart and they actually use that chart when they're looking at your steak and they give you your score. They judge your steak against that chart and they give you your score according to that chart. Okay. Good to but know. It is a, it, it is a medium doneness that they're looking for though. I didn't realize they actually had a picture and a chart mm-hmm. and so on. That's, that's smart move. I mean, that way it's yep. not, there's not as much interpretation. Right. Right. Um, now, the lights will play tricks on, on your doneness. Uh, that, that's, I never knew that cooking a steak was so technical. Um, but the, the brightness of where the judges are going to be will affect your doneness. Um, you, you adjust either to the bright lights or to the dim lights. You cook it even a little, a little over or a little less than you normally would because, uh, according to the bright, the, the brightness of the lights. So it's, it's more technical than I ever thought it would be. Do so. they let you go in the tent and look to see what, it, what, yeah. what it's like? Oh, they do. Yeah. You can go in, you can go in beforehand, you know, and, and see where they're going to be judging. Uh, there's some guys that have a meter, like a light meter mm-hmm. and it reads and tells you the exact, uh, you know, amount of light. And then they go off of that and they adjust to, to their temperature that they're going to cook their steak according to that. So if it's a super yellow colored light or something, it might, it'll definitely change the, the redness or whatever I would think. And yeah, I could see that right. for sure. Yeah. So it, like I said, it's, it's more technical than I thought it would ever be. Um, I see a lot of guys doing a lot of different things. Uh, I'm, I'm more of, I cook a steak and hope I do good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do a lot of the technical stuff, but uh, but it seems it has seemed to work out uh, pretty good for me so far. Well, it sounds like you've been doing just fine, and and you you went to the finals last year. You said you, you took what twenty fifth. Um, uh, is that yep. what? Tell us just tell us a little bit about that that trip. Um, I'd really like to hear well, about that. Yeah, they have the the world finals there in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, in March, and it's 400 and around 450 of the best cooks in the world uh, for steak, and it is the world. There, there was teams from Australia, New Zealand, um, several different places in Europe, Italy, and uh, France, and Germany, and uh, you know, so it is it is a worldwide thing. Wow. So uh, about around 450 cooks, and on the first day, on the Saturday, <clears throat> they had the semifinals. And we're broken up into groups of 90. There's five groups of 90. And to qualify for the finals on Sunday, you have to finish in the top 10 in your group. Hmm. So then the top 90 go on to the finals on Sunday. Okay. So on, on Saturday, um, I finished fifth in my group of 90. And it was tw- I was 25th overall out of the 450 cooks. Um, Congratulations! So that's, that. that's that's huge. That. Yes, that's major. Yeah. 
that's 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 like steak royalty, I would think. <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't do that. That's for sure. Congratulations. And well, thank you. And then I had some I had some issues on the final on the day of the final. There was uh, the wind was blowing probably about 30 miles an hour <laughs> all day. And so I had some temperature issues and didn't do quite as good on Sunday as I, as I wanted to, but still I was cooking on Sunday and that's an accomplishment in itself. So for sure. <clears throat> and you've already qualified for next year is what I read. Yes. I actually, I actually just got my golden ticket uh, for next year in Dyersburg this past weekend. So congrats again. That's so, great. So let me, let me <clears throat> well, ask you this. Uh, you, when you have those mul- multiple day uh, events or uh, cooks, are the judges the same, or do you have different different judges on both days? Um, if if we have a if if enough show up, they try to make it different for each uh, contest. Um, but it it is according to how many sign up. Um, if you if you only have a certain amount, of course, there's going to be the same judges. But even if you have the same judges, you usually have like say for a competition that has thirty or forty uh, cooks registered then they'll have three or four tables of judges okay so even if it is the same judges for the next competition um there's a good chance that you're not going to get the same judge on the you're going to be on a different table you know they they swap tables and and you might be on a different table so even if there is the same judges there's a good chance that you won't get the same judge both days (laughs) makes sense i got it yeah okay well, it's time for the uh, Big Papa's lightning round. Now, you know, we know you can cook. We've seen you on YouTube and you've used Matt's, uh, Matt's seasoning and whatnot. But what we're going to do is we're going to ask you a, a series of uh, questions and uh, see what your thoughts are. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Well, uh, do you like brisket or pulled pork? Uh I like pulled pork because that's all I can afford anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the other day I went and uh, sirloin was like eleven ninety nine a pound. I was like, "What is going on?" It's ridiculous. It's it's really creeping up there. So I I, I feel yeah. your pain, my friend, for sure. Well, I I cook uh, here locally and sell by the pound, you know, to to people around here. And I've had to quit cooking brisket because I was I'd have to charge so much a pound nobody'd want to buy it. Um, wow, it's so. it's tough. I know uh, up here, um, food trucks, trailers are, are selling a rack of ribs and two sides of forty bucks. I mean, to yeah. me, that seems uh, that just seems high. But I know some of these trucks that we know and trailers, they're awesome food. But still, it's 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 a pretty penny, you know, to to go out and buy a rack of ribs for forty bucks. So, well, it, it is. well, for me to, to cook brisket and not lose money, I was going to have to be charging about twenty dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's. Well, yeah. For a pound do, of brisket. Do what you yeah. got to do. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, do you like um? Do you like sauce or dry ribs? I like dry better. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Is, um, is it a southern I, thing? I eat both ways. I eat both ways. Uh, uh, but I like the dry. You know, in Memphis, that's how you know a Memphis dry rib. That's that's how they do in Memphis. But um, Tori's shaking his no, head up um, and down. Yes, yes, <laughs> he agrees. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so there's a lot of the southern states that uh, you know that that have sauced ribs. Uh, but it, it it's all according to what kind of mood I'm in, really. You know, I like a dried rib, but uh, I definitely would not turn down one that has sauce on it either. So I think up here, it's a lot of it's more on a sweet, sweet sauce on them. Uh, it's, it's more sticky, popular, sticky. sticky, sticky, sweet sauce. So yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, which I like. Well, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how the KC, uh, KCBS has gone too with the ribs. If you're not cooking something, you know, that tastes like candy, um, you're not doing well. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so chicken wings or drummy drummy flats? I'm a drummy guy, all the way. I mean, I'll eat a flat too, but my favorite. If I'm if I'm picking through and taking out just for me, I'm gonna pick out. I'm gonna pick out drummies. You could even throw some of that uh, 180 on there, couldn't you? Oh yeah, DB 180 for sure. For sure. Good stuff on there. And and a little of that uh, Big D's Q uh, game on. There you I go. I like it on my, on my chicken, too. Good stuff. Okay, do you use lump, you like lump coal or briquettes for your steaks? Well, when I was cooking with the, the large tribal fire, I only used lump um, for the first, you know, a year and two or three months that I was in the SEA. I only used lump charcoal cooking steaks. But since I changed to the smaller grill, I've changed the briquettes because the fire control is uh, is more precise uh, with the small grill. So I have to, I'm using briquettes so I can control it better. With the large one, I throw I throw you know one full uh, charcoal chimney in of of lump charcoal, and that was perfect. Okay. But with the small one, I can control the the heat better with the briquettes. I can count them out because it's a lot smaller basket. So I, I actually you know know exactly how many I need to get to the temperature that I need. So okay. that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So Don and Arkansas. The, Papa, the Papa's grilling uh, products, they have both though. So either one I wanted to use, I, I'm good to go. They have lump and briquette. So that's good to know. <clears throat> so Don in Arkansas, do they like mac and cheese or potato salad? Uh, mac and cheese more than potato salad, <laughs> okay. I think. Okay. Potato, potato salad's a kind of a big thing up here. Um, I don't know. I like I like them both. Yeah, we do both for sure. I was gonna say I like them both, but I think mac and cheese is uh is probably more more popular now in Georgia. It seemed to be more potato salad. Oh, interesting. Um, but you know, but it's a good southern. I don't know. I don't know how the, the uh, how y'all do y'all's uh, up in Minnesota, but we do the mustard uh, potato salad in in Georgia. We do as well That's up here, right. and a, lo- yep. a lot of people will put hard boiled yeah. eggs in theirs too, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hard-boiled eggs, maybe some uh, some sweet relish or either dill relish, uh, pickles, um, and mustard sauce. Uh, you know, the mustard to make the mustard potato salad. Yeah, make it a deviled egg salad. Exactly. Yum stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. All right, you just got your last question here. You know, I usually ask it about smoking briskets and stuff, but uh, I changed it to cooking steaks. Uh, 125 or 135 degrees. At home, if I'm eating for myself, 125 or lower. Um, if I'm cooking for the com- uh, competition, 135 is right about where I try to pull mine off of the grill. Um, that that gives it a perfect medium by the time it uh, rests, and you know it's going to rise up another four or five degrees. Uh, 135 is usually 134, 135 is usually where I'm pulling mine off the grill for competition. Okay. But at home, 125 or lower. So you think the finished product gets to about 138 or so is what you're saying in that vicinity? Uh, somewhere. Um, I, I like mine to get to 140 if I can. Um, it, it usually rises, and it's all according to the weather. Um, on hotter days, it's going to rise up a, a, a little more than on a cold day, of course. Um, but if I can get it to 140, I'm happy. Um, I'm not beating myself up if it only gets to 138, and I'm not killing myself if it goes to 142. Um, so that's kind of my range, 138 to 142. I'm okay, but I'd rather it be at 140 when I when I get ready to turn it in. <clears throat> okay. 
Alrighty, I like it. Well, uh, Frank, it was good talking to you. I guess uh, for our listeners, won't you let us know where they can find you on social media or, or you got a website? Uh, on Facebook, it's Big Papa's uh, Barbecue. Um, same for uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Big Papa's Barbecue. And then on um, then on uh, my wife just said something. Oh, she was saying to make sure that, that I told everybody it was P A P A, Big Papa, P A P A. Gotcha. Um, yep. Barbecue. And um, then on uh, Instagram, um, you can just search Big Papa's Barbecue also. So it's Big Papa's Barbecue across the way. I don't. I don't do TikTok. I haven't got into TikTok yet. <laughs> um, so, and I don't do Twitter that much. But I'm. I, I'm pretty strong on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I'm on there a good bit. I have got to get back into my YouTube. Yeah, I, I have seen your YouTube. YouTube video. Yeah. yeah, YouTube's are really good. I, I enjoyed them, and and uh, we like to see you get out there and do that again. And uh, yeah, anybody wants to look him up, uh, you can get those discount codes, you know, for some of the products that he that he uh, supports. So um, there you go. You can you can definitely look on my uh, my Facebook and Instagram page and find those discount codes for all of those and they're all great products. I don't think you'll be disappointed in anything. Sounds good. All right, well, uh, Frank, I want you to stay cool. I know it's ninety five down there. A like yeah, <laughs> a little difficult to do that. But. Yeah, so uh, stay cool and uh, you know, thanks a lot for joining us today. It was it was great to talk to you again. It's been a while. And, um, it has been, and I, I, we, we need to do it more often. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back. Yep. All right. Well, everybody, get out there and smoke something. <laughs>